You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. On February 23rd, lightweight fighter Helena Kolesnik's day was like any other. She woke up, trained, and put in the work for the upcoming season of the Professional Fighters League. As she was ready to call it a night, Kolesnik got her gear ready for training the next day. Her head hit the pillow and went to sleep, just like normal. What she didn't know was that her life and the history of her country was about to change forever. Russia invaded Ukraine, and it set off a chain of events few in her country could have ever imagined. After concern from family and friends, and an unforgettable conversation with her mother, father, and sister, Kolesnik set out on a journey from Kiev to Las Vegas, Nevada, one that left her with uncertainty and some regret, but also with an opportunity to create one of the most remarkable stories in MMA history. With a heavy heart and a newly found focus, Kolesnik will have an opportunity to win a title, a million dollars, the chance to change her life, her family's life, and maybe, just maybe, give some additional hope to a country, her country, that is in the midst of a horrifying time in history. It changed everything. I have great, great life in Ukraine. As uh, a lot of us, regular simple life. My biggest scare that my country never be the same as she was before. I'm Mike Hack from MMAfighting.com, and this is the story of Helena Kolesnik's harrowing quest from a real-life horror movie in hopes of creating her own Rocky story. On February 24th, after months of wondering if it would ever get to that point, Russia began their launch of a devastating assault on Ukraine, which declared independence from the Soviet Union in 1991. After decades of percolation, things had officially boiled over to the worst-case scenario. Thousands of Ukrainian civilians have died, and several thousand more have been wounded in what has turned out to be a nightmare for the country. While many Ukrainians believed that it could happen, others stayed positive with their hopes. One of those individuals? PFL lightweight fighter Helena Kolesnik, a competitor getting prepared to begin her 2022 season for the promotion who had her world turned upside down in an instant. I still think I like take part in horror movie, you know, <laughs> which yeah. I cannot stop because I don't see when the end of this movie. I cannot even predict when the end of the movie. With the help of friends, coaches, teammates, and promotional officials, Kolesnik was able to travel from Ukraine to Las Vegas to continue training for her chance at a PFL title and a million dollars. Money that could not only change her life, but her family's life. The 32-year-old went to bed like any other night on February 23rd with thoughts of getting ready for the next day. Wake up, prepare for the day, train, etc. 
on that day, that didn't happen. So when the war came, I was in Kiev and capital. And I was in preparation for my fights in PFL. So, and all my stuff, all my equipment, everything like was there. Like, and when I heard the alarms, I, I cannot believe like, and people start to call me at 5 a.m. Like my parents, my friends uh, from my hometown, from Odessa, like Helen Warristar. I said, how? With whom? You know, with whom Warristar? Which war? What are you talking about? I see, our, I don't know, maybe it's like a, a soldier study. I, 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 I didn't believe, you know? So, and they said, no, it's, it's fucking real, you know? I said, and then like, I said, no, come on, like, I don't, I don't believe you. Maybe they just study and like prepare for something. No, this is impossible. I'm just still like, I think this is my mental, like try to protect me to, from reality, you know? So, but then I look out the window, it was like already 6 a.m. And people take kids, take like cats and just run with suitcases. They run everywhere. They just run out, out. It, I live in the house with uh, uh, 22 floors. So, and can you imagine they just all run out the house and I was some, something, I think in something definitely wrong, you know, uh, when I saw uh, in the sky, the soldier plans, I, I'm not sure how in English it's say, you know, but you never, mistake when you see them like from regular plans you know i understand it start and when i heard the bomb coming in kiev i said whoa so it's true it's real it's it's not just rumors or you know and then like my friends tell me you need to get out from there but the reason is like a lot of people on the street, everybody runs somewhere. I, I just don't understand what I need to do, you know? As Kolesnik stood at a crossroads between confusion and borderline panicking, she received a phone call from a friend who seemed to have a better grasp of what was going on. Hearing his voice on the other end of the line turned things up a notch. So much so that the distance between maybe and definite was closing in. Then my friend, my close friend, who unfortunately like now he must be at home because he were attacked recently he survived but he really in bad position he cannot be in hospital because in hospital is still dangerous so and he called me helen just take your documents and you have 10 minutes run near the under, underground i will pick you on the car and we I, and i will take you from out from the city i said is this real he said run just take your documents and run. And I'm so lucky because uh, till we, till we driving from the Kiev to my hometown, I see a lot of the, <laughs> I see tanks, I heard bombs. I I don't know how to describe you, but like for me now, I'm I cannot even listen like uh, loud music or uh, movies, watching movies, because like, I saw a movie in my life, you know, <laughs> but it was a movie. And now like, 
as I told you, I wake up and I go to sleep with the news because I'm scared if I'm scared that I can miss that one more of my friend to die, you know? According to Kolesnik, around an hour after she fled, a house two doors down from where she lived was destroyed, which became more of a realization that she made the right choice. Although, admittedly, she wasn't fully there just yet. With just one bag and her documents in hand, Kolesnik would begin her journey, a three and a half hour drive through smoke, rubble, and soldier-filled roads led to her first stop, Moldova. During that drive, and the day she spent over there where tanks were prevalent, Kolesnik began to think she needed to head back to her country and join the army. Like other fighters such as Bellator welterweight champion Yaroslav Amosov, boxers Vasily Lomachenko, and Alexander Usyk, amongst others. A conversation with her family, more specifically her mother, changed her viewpoint for good. Kolesnik knew right there and then she couldn't go back. She said, Helen, like you spent all your life in sport and it's your dream and sport can protect you and then you can help us too, you know. My mom and my dad and my sister, you know, they all tell me, Helen, like, don't, don't do it. We not forgive you if you come back because now you are our hope because even if war stops, the economy fall down so much and we don't know how much time we need to come back economy for Ukraine, you know? So the reason is like, I will be the one person who can support my family. So now they're all on my shoulders. Now I have responsibility not only for myself, from all my family. So, and they tell me like, if you come back, we're not will not forgive you. you you must you must go so but there is no days where i not cry and not think like am i do right you know i start training the gym is just the gym is great you know the training is great and it take my thoughts about bad things just for a while out you know but but still it's hard but still it's hard and like every day, like every hour, I text them, I speak with them, I ask them, send me pictures, like selfie, you know, it's hard. And it's hard because you never know, like you speak with a person today and you never know if you speak with a person tomorrow. So it is my reality now. And you know, you know, before I never speak so much the word I love you, but now I text all my friends, all my relatives, like I love you and we will speak soon, you know, like everything will be okay. I love you because every day can be the last day. Thanks to the unselfish and giving nature, of the Moldovan people giving her hope, Kolesnik would then hop on a bus to Romania, then moved on to Bulgaria, then to Istanbul. From there, she hopped on an airplane to Qatar before connecting on another flight to Los Angeles, then finding her new home away from home in Las Vegas. 
Extreme Couture head coach Eric Nixick had been made aware of what was going on by one of his fighters and did not hesitate, even for a second, to offer a helping hand. It was all Serena Desus. Like she, she wrote me a, a, this super long text message, kind of explaining the situation, and um, I just wrote back, "Done. Like whatever you need. Well, we got her. That's it. No problem." She's like, "Well, what does she need to pay? What is it? What? What?" I go, "Nothing. Just bring her here. We'll take care of her. Let's get her a place." And and uh, you know, Serena was doing all the legwork, but she just wanted to make sure that she had a place to train, and she was welcome and. She, she literally left with nothing. She has no clothes, no gear, no anything. So, um, you know, thankfully I have a bunch of stuff from Hayabusa and, and some other things. I think Serena hooked her up and she came to the gym and she's been in the room um, for the last, I think, almost two weeks now. But she's she's been great. And it's, it's really all been facilitated on Serena. DeJesus, a bantamweight fighter for Invicta FC, was constantly reaching out to Kolesnik as the invasion was going on. DeJesus could sense that her friend didn't initially believe things were as dire as they became, but knew that Kolesnik needed to get out of there. As much as she could, DeJesus got the ball rolling and continues to make sure that Kolesnik has everything she needs. So me and Elena have been friends for about a year. Um, she came out to train with me in Las Vegas last year. and. No one else would train with her because she's so big. And then there's me. It's like, come here, you big, beautiful bitch. And like, we kicked each other's ass. It was awesome. And then, you know, she laughed and, you know, we kept in contact because like she was a really good person. And I'm watching the news and I'm seeing all this happening. I'm like, oh, my God, like, is she going to be OK? Like, does she have plans? And first and foremost, I actually messaged her. I'm trying to make sure that this information that I'm seeing all over the news in the States is accurate. So I messaged her like, and she's like, she kind of put it up like, well, whatever. She's kind of like in the whatever happens, happens. But I don't think she believed it was going to get to that point. So, of course, when it did get to that point, I was basically talking to her on Instagram. Like she was telling me what's going on. So I'm, I'm staying up till like three in the morning, you know, every day just to make sure she's alive. She's safe and to see what the hell is going on. Because even though I'm on the other side of the world, you know, there has to be some sort of responsibility, you know, to your friends and to people in crisis. There has to be at least some baseline in every person's life, of like some sense of responsibility to help it whatever degree they can. And this is my, this is how I am. I help people and I'm like, I have the means to, you know, do good for my friends. So that's what I was going to do. So she was telling me about how she came to America and then she came and she came here, she was a little bit of a mess, you know, I did what I could, you know, helped her get the things she could, kept in contact, and to this day, I've been still helping her with everything she needs to get settled, because it's a hard process, like, she has to deal with the fact, like, she still has family over in Ukraine, and she's trying to win money and win fights so she can provide for her family all in the middle of a war zone. It's horrible. I couldn't imagine myself in this situation. With a couple of boxes checked in terms of a landing spot and a place to train, Kolesnik was moving forward towards making sure the wishes of her family were met. There was one more hurdle to clear. How is she going to book those flights to get to the United States in the middle of a war zone? Enter the PFL, most notably the promotion's president, Ray Sefo, a man who Kolesnik can't thank enough. Right, so I, you know, obviously, uh, just like anybody else, uh, saw what was happening in, the, you know, uh, on the news for over there. So I actually contacted her and a few others 
uh, and just you know saying, hey, um, I'm hearing that this uh, war is about to happen. So you know, just check me and make sure you guys are okay. And they were like, yeah, you know, we're hearing some things too, but we had no idea. So they had no idea, uh, including Elena as well, until it happened, you know. And then when bombs started flying and whatnot, so then I reached out again, and she was in tears, like she was literally trying to get out. Uh, as is everybody else, and so uh, I talked to the team and um, Jim, myself, and Pete. We're going to cover everything that uh, that needs to be done. Said, yeah, we got to we got to help her and get her out of there. So uh, we did. Now that she has safely arrived in Las Vegas, Kolesnik began to turn things up a notch. According to Nixik and DeJesus, there's a different look in Kolesnik's eyes. You see a lot more uh, of her intentions. You, you see that she's carrying something more right now. And I think that she understands that she has this opportunity where back at home, you know, there are people that are fighting for their lives right now. And now she has the opportunity to be somewhere where she can compete. And I think that she's doing that because she wants to make sure that she's holding that standard, if you will, like she has this opportunity and she's not going to waste it. That it would be a shame if she's out here and not doing the right things and training and getting better um, and, and furthering her career with this opportunity that she has because most people don't have it right now. So um, she's been she's been amazing in the room. Uh, I, I'm super, super glad that she's here because she just really makes the room a lot better. It's a lot of perspective amongst the rest of us uh, as far as coaches and fighters go. Like we just get to wake up every day and come to this gym and, you know, and, and love life and do everything we're doing. And this poor woman has has been uprooted from her from her family and from her country and, you know, really is fighting for something bigger. I think she's she's zeroed in. It's not like she wasn't zeroed in last year. Like, you know, last year, you know, she's a little bit more lighthearted and everything. Like, yeah, she still hit like a fucking truck. I can tell the tone has changed for her. She's a bit more focused. Like, the games are not a big thing anymore with her. Like, she's all in with her training. And, man, I don't want to see whatever girl's in front of her because she's probably going to tear that poor girl apart. The gym has been an escape in a lot of ways for Kolesnik, but there isn't a single moment that she's in the room trying to improve her skills, that she's not thinking about her family, friends, and fellow countrymen and women who are in Ukraine trying to stay alive. I cannot explain it by words, but my mind never be the same as it was before. I'm motivated like not 100, like 1000%. Not only like, as I told you, like my family, all my people, I still want to win the fights and I still want to have my country. I still want to have my people. And I'm proud to be Ukrainian. I'm proud to be that I'm from Ukraine because our people is unique with all respect to all nations, you know, but we open, we, we sharing, we, when we see someone in trouble, we always give hands. So now on my shoulders, not only my family, all my country. So, and a lot of fighters, guys, a lot of great fighters, my friends, they go to army now. I'm proud, I'm proud of these guys. They are really brave. So I pray for Ukraine. I pray for all of them. I will do my best. and. Uh, this situation, it's hard to say this situation give you power, but in some kind, yeah, it's motivate you like every minute, every second when you're in the gym.
you always think about it. You always think about your people, always. Every minute, every second, you're in Ukraine. Even if you're not there, but you think about it. For Coach Nixik, it's his hope that Extreme Couture can provide Kolesnik an outlet she can be proud of. On the flip side, DeJesus wants that for her friend as well, but also achieve the greatness that could come along with it. Make the PFL playoffs, make it to the finals, win that million dollars, and somewhere along the way, hand the first L to multi-time champion and millionaire Kayla Harrison. But moreover, I just think that second chance opportunity to fight for her country right now and give herself a platform to where she can speak on these things, but also do it with her craft and her art. But also, you know, it's just tough, man. It's really hard seeing seeing the, some of the things that the, everybody's going through out there. And, you know, I know that she's carrying that in her heart. So just to be able to go out and perform and, and just do it for her country, I think it's going to be very important for us. I hope Elena makes it to the top. I hope she gets the fight with Kayla. I hope she runs through all the other girls. And I hope that through her fighting, through her hard work, she can represent her country proudly and show that despite all the everything that wrong that's happening, that there is a beacon of light and she can be a beacon of light for the rest of her people in Ukraine. That's my hope. If that does indeed happen, Sefo, who has seen it all in the world of mixed martial arts, believes it would not only be an amazing accomplishment, but it would assure that Kolesnik would take her place in the history books. I would have to say probably the, the top story to have not only be in the midst of uh, a war, then being able to get out and then have to travel four or five days to get to somewhere that she can actually fly out and then make it to the States and then put all that together and then put herself through a camp. Um, I mean, that's just an amazing story in itself. And so, yeah, I would have to say that would have to, that would have to rank number one up there. There are two films that have stood the test of time in terms of motivation for Kolesnik. The original Rocky movie starring Sylvester Stallone and The Fighter, starring Mark Wahlberg playing the role of Lowell, Massachusetts boxer Mickey Ward. While those two films have made a big impact on the combat sports storytelling landscape, Kolesnik is ready to let her mind, heart, and spirit create the happiest of endings and put a bow on a tale that began with pandemonium but concluded with a whole lot of triumph. Now I'm Rocky, like one bag with documents and mobile. So I'm definitely Rocky now. <laughs> my movie became reality. My favorite movie became reality. It's so easy to give up, you know, just stay or finish this life. It's really easy. The most hard to keep going this life, to keep pass every challenge by challenge, by challenge, by challenge. This is hard, you know, so like my favorite politics, Winston Churchill said, like, never give up in any cases. Never, never, never give up. Can you imagine what I will tell to my grandchild? Your grandma passed pandemic, your grandma passed war. Whoa, what a life your grandma has, <laughs> you know? I try, to, I try to keep, to be positive in this hard time, you know?
story of Elena Kolesnik will be one to watch this season for the Professional Fighters League, which will begin on May 6th for the women's lightweight division at Esports Stadium Arlington in Texas. As of now, Kolesnik's opponent has not been revealed. Win or lose, much like her former Ukraine national boxing teammate Marina Moroz did at UFC 272, there is hope that Kolesnik can provide a boost, some positivity, and most importantly, pride to her country. And if she can win the championship and the million dollars, it would be an incredible ending that even the greatest scriptwriter couldn't have penned. I want to thank Elena Kolesnik for her time, her candor, and her openness in telling her story. She was very brave in a difficult situation, and it's my hope that it can inspire others. I also want to thank Eric Nixick and Serena DeJesus for giving the coach, teammate, and friend side of the situation, as well as the PFL, Greg Savage, and PFL President Ray Seffo. Kudos to all of you for stepping in to help a fighter in need, and your assistance in helping to tell the story. I also want to thank the crew at MMA Fighting for giving me the motivation to once again step out of my comfort zone, especially deputy editor and teammate Sean Alshadi, who took the walk with me and helped guide me in putting the story together. And of course, a big shout out to all the MMA Fighting readers and listeners for giving me the chance to share this tale with all of you. This was the story of Elena Kolesnik's harrowing quest from a real-life horror movie in hopes of creating her own Rocky story. the pandemic a war you beat kayla harrison you win the million dollars i mean this would be the best story of all time you could write a book on this even movie you know yeah what a movie that would be forget rocky and forget the fighter this is this is the movie right here my favorite director is guy Ritchie, so <laughs> i would like to take part in such movie honestly <laughs>